This is The Real Magic Podcast. Learn about great design and use it to get great results. Now your hosts, Greg Merrilies and Alan Nunez. Hello, listener, and thank you for joining Greg and I today for The Real Magic Design Podcast, where we try and unpack our experience to help designers and business owners understand how to create amazing designs and work together to make design that's profitable. I am Alan from Pixel Partners HQ, and here is my co-host, Greg, from Studio One Design. How you doing, brother? Yeah, good, buddy. How are you, Al? Yeah, I'm awesome. Oh, <laughs> oh, we were trying to jam all this. The, the la- This is a part two, by the way, for listeners, so if you haven't dialed in right we wanted to try and give you a summary of an event we went to in one episode but we just could not fit it in so we're back we're back yeah absolutely and um we'll give you some killer tips you know about the entire event and you know what we suggest you should do if you attend an event like this but yeah let's we've only got six speakers left i'll do a quick run through if you haven't listened to the first episode right or the previous episode go back and listen to that but basically we've got seo tips in there storytelling tips how to increase the value of your business with some kind of subscription or recurring model right how to uh, value the opportunity cost of constantly being connected to communications right leveraging up killer content marketing tips or how to implement quickly right and create a loop for your business that continues to improve killer web uh, website design case studies, right? And some tips on how to improve your business productivity. And then we wrap up with e commerce. E commerce. E commerce tips from one of our previous guests, Ezra Firestone. Was that a good summary? Oh, spot on, man. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, really, really good stuff. And yeah, definitely go back and listen to that first and then come and listen to this episode. If, uh, if you haven't listened to the one prior. So, first speaker of the day on the second day was Seth Ellsworth. And wasn't he killer? Oh, man, he was incredible. Like, it was really controversial, actually. Like, uh, I know James Franco sent out a post-survey, you know, to the members that went. And there was a lot of mixed emotion there. Like, people loved him. People didn't love him so you know the, what he was a little left of field yes for this particular event but i thought he was exceptionally engaging i know? thought it worked really well man he was so such a good speaker he looked everybody in the eye he got down because he's like seven foot tall right <laughs> he got down in the, amongst the crowd and just went up to every person as he was talking and looked them in the eye and really engaged with them which was a really good you know speaking style but um yeah he was just he was telling the story of the day in the life of an entrepreneur and you know it resonated with me especially probably everybody out there that's listening that's an entrepreneur when you go to bed at night the last thing you turn off is that blue glow of your phone and it's usually the first thing you turn on uh, when you wake up and he told a story how it really started affecting his entire life and it was really deep and powerful so yeah for me the thing I get out of that was I don't take my phone to bed at all like in the bedroom oh nice look i'm you know he he tongue-in-cheek said oh because we use it as our alarm today right which i do as well right yeah he said get an alarm clock yeah well that's it somebody mentioned i think it might have been dan dobos on mentioned you know instead of using an alarm clock why not use a timer so it counts backwards so i want eight hours sleep Mm -hmm. set eight hours and that's when you wake up you know anyway the, the, the interesting thing is I, tell you, I plug my phone into charge next to the bed, but I never, ever look at it before I go to bed and I 
never look at it when I get up. Mm-hmm. The only time I look at it is to turn off the alarm when it's waking up the whole family, you know. But his story was very relevant. And actually, he tells a similar story on his website at breakthroughchallenge.net, if anybody's interested. It's really, really engaging. I'll tell you what I got out of it, though, because the point was we need to take control back of our life. Mm. You know, and I love his analogy where he says, you know, we're often flying in the middle of a storm, you know, getting all the turbulence and buffeting and being very reactive rather than proactive. Um, And he says what we really need to do is we need altitude. We need to elevate ourselves above the storm so we can look down and see exactly what's going on and, and be in smooth, clear flying conditions, you know. And I think it's very easy to be stuck in the storm as a business owner. What do you think? Yeah, hell yeah, man. I I love that metaphor, you know, altitude. Just, yeah, look at it from from the top looking down and you can see so much more. Yeah, and I guess also, too, you've got to note here, you know, simple versus easy, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Look, to me, it's not easy. It's not easy to to make change, right? And this was one of the, the biggest things that he talked about. But to make change is simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. All you have to do is make a choice to change something from situation A to situation B. It's all about the choice. Now, it might be a very hard choice, but it is as simple as just making that choice. Here, and I love what he says, you know, it's just what I do. Yeah, that's killer, isn't it? Right? Like, essentially, you don't have to justify who you are or what you do to anybody. You just need to be clear yourself. This is what I do, and nothing else matters. You know, do what's important to you. Yeah. Who did we have next? Matthew Kimberley. <laughs> we both we both laughed because it was great, wasn't it? He oh, was yeah. he was very entertaining. Yeah, absolutely. So he's uh, he's got a product called Book Yourself Solid, but you know, really, he just talked about. We'll go into a couple of tips. My main thing was to help book yourself solid. If you're, you know, a, a consultant or a service business, etc., was to have this red velvet rope policy. Which you know, once again, I've mentioned that on the on the previous part one that this is what I'm doing in my business. Really, you want to uh, change that buy now button on your service business website to apply now and having this red velvet rope policy will filter out any clients that you don't want to work with yeah look i guess i mean he's book the book book yourself solid program there's a book there's uh qualified consultants and ultimately it's helping you take your business to a point where you know you've got plenty of customers the mm. right customers paying you the right amount right and that red velvet rope policy i think is one of the first things that you should be implementing you know you should be identifying the customers you don't want to work with and putting up barriers in place or filters uh, he's easy now as you imagine you've got a bouncer standing at the door right and if the wrong customer comes up he looks at the the list and goes no nope, you're not allowed in yeah <laughs> you know so i guess that gives you freedom to do more work with the people that you really want to i think the other thing too was you know the point he made, which is specialists get paid more. Mm. You know, you, you can become a doctor, right? And you can be uh, a GP. Uh, sometimes you might do uh, internships, but doctors often end up as specialists. Indeed. Right? Indeed. Yeah, and we can do that as service providers. I mean, you've done it exceptionally well. You specialise in just web design. That's it. You yep. know, and. Pixel Partners is going through this at the moment where we're cutting back a lot of the general graphic design work and we're specialising in illustration and book design. Mm, right? there you go. So and then, then you get known for that and that's what people come to you for. 
That's right. That's right. And then you can, you know, one of the things that I hear all the time, and, and this is what Creative Profit Academy is all about the, the, that I am currently building, is I, I hear in the creative industries that I don't get, I'm not getting paid what I think I'm worth, mm-hmm. you know, and it doesn't have to be that way. You know, you should get paid what you're worth. You're a specialist in what you do. So specialists get paid more. Is that, what I got out of it. Yeah, and that moves really nicely into John Logar's presentation. Because, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this was one of the most popular presentations according to the survey that James sent out. So what did you get from it? Look, I think John Logar resonates with a lot of small business owners, mm-hmm. right? ultimately small and medium business owners. And, and for me, the thing that John Logar does exceptionally well is show that there are massive markets for anybody who's willing to take advantage of it. Yeah, exactly. No. So he's, what he's saying is no matter what you do out there, if you're essentially a service-based um, business, you majority of small businesses go for small businesses, right? But he's saying go for the middle to high business range and you can still deliver the exact same service that you're doing now but for a higher paying um, you know, market or client. Yeah, you can do the same work and you can get paid a small amount or you can get paid a high amount. You know, and I thought it was really interesting how he said, look, you know, you've got to find these markets and they're out there for the picking. You know, one of the suggestions he said is, you know, look to the associations, you know, look to the the dental association or the association for accountants or, you know, the marketing association. There's associations for just, there's an association for associations. (laughs) That's right. Right. Uh, But I think it's very clever because he goes, sell, give your best to the association and it will filter down to the members. So if you can give something that will help the association help their members, right, then you can get the members as clients. Yeah, and so to share his sales process, it was really quite simple. He's just saying target an industry or an association um, and then the clients within. Identify the problem like by asking those clients, you know, what their biggest pain points are and then educate yourself on finding a solution to those pain points and then simply, you know, have a a, a really simple email strategy where you you might talk to that specific client in that specific industry and show them how you can get a better result for their particular problem and then make them an offer to uh, have a strategy session and then make an, an actual offer where you can provide a, a service, a paid service to that uh, problem. Yeah. Look, I think what's really interesting is he doesn't go out and do a hard sell. Yeah. He sends a really simple email that's something along the lines of, you know, hey, Greg, you know, I've been working with other graphic designers, helping them add 40% to their profit yes. over 12 months. If this is something you're interested in, please, you know, feel free to reach reach out to me or hit reply. Exactly. Simple as that. Yeah. So he's not trying to sell them any. He just said, "This this is what I've got. If you're interested, let me know. That's right. right. And this is why he is an amazing salesperson because he doesn't sell. He just finds solutions to problems. Mm, very, very, very cool. He also made a big point about, you know, don't focus on how little money you have as a business when you're starting up or when you're trying to get into this market. Yeah. Just focus on having really big goals. Mm, yep. Yeah. Killer. All right. Awesome. Who is next? Jen Sheehan. So this is the social media expert you mentioned. Isn't she just wonderful? She's done social media for the president of the USA. <laughs> That's nuts. She's done social media for some serious, serious hard hitters, hasn't she? Oh, man. Incredible. Yeah. You know, what I loved about Jen was she was the only female speaker and she swore her head off. <laughs> it was <Yeah>. hilarious. <laughs> 
Yep, she swore like a trucker. It was great. She did, mate. Look, it was great. I've got to say, social media is one thing I really struggle with, you know, and she had me engaged the whole time, but I still don't feel like I'd be able to successfully do it myself. Oh, me either. It was overwhelmed. It's like hire somebody else. Yeah, well, you know what? She sort of summed up one of the things was, you know, a good social media manager is a, is a corporate storyteller. Mm-hmm. Right, so find yourself a social media manager who can tell your story in social media. So that that really hit home for me because I have I'm trying to say no to more things, and putting social media on my plate would be a big mistake because it would not get done well. So yeah, yeah, you know when you've got all the information, in theory it sounds great, but I, I think there's a lot of time and effort and work if you want to be successful in well, social media. Absolutely, there's a whole career around it, and yeah. So you know, my point is hire Jen Sheehan. <laughs> Yeah, she's well, she doesn't take clients. Oh, no, I think you're right, yeah. I think she's got some course now where she can educate you on all yeah. this stuff. But, but, but I, um, think, I think the important thing is is that it's social media because it's always been free and everybody's on it. Yeah. People just presume they know how to run their business on social media, but they just do it so fundamentally wrong, you know. Oh, yeah. like, like she said, don't sell on social media, right? It's a communication channel. Add value. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's the same way you would treat a blog post, essentially. You know, just, yeah, like you said, Advy, find solutions to problems um, and never sell. People are not there to sell. Just, you might you might send them through a funnel, like, uh, you know, to a, a some sort of value-packed download or something like that. Yeah, I think, you know, there's a balance in business stuff that you do, but she said make sure you drop in some personal stuff, whether it be celebrating yeah. a birthday party at the office or a team outing or something like that. It's got to be balanced out. It's not always business, business, exactly. business. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you, you made a – you highlighted something I thought which was yeah. really interesting, which so, is about the to topic – Con- topical content release. Yeah, exactly. So she's saying don't release the the same bit of content. So let's say if you you have a um, a, a blog on your website, right? Um, she's saying don't release it on all of the different social media platforms at the same day. Most people make that mistake. What you want to do is stagger it over, say, a week, and just do one per day, and then you'll find it gets more traction and more followers, more likes, and all that sharing good stuff. And then um, by the time you get to the end, it looks like a a superhero blog content yeah so you, you you drip feeding that same piece of content but across different platforms over a longer period of time yeah whereas oh look i'm at fault with this you know we, i just release everything at once across all platforms yeah yeah, yeah it's sweet okay, okay. then ed we dale. had ed dale <laughs> yeah and his he was interesting like from the point of view that he he's been around for a while, and he's a bit of a, a you know a genius um, copywriter slash uh, you know content marketer etc. And one thing that that he did in his training was he was trained by Gary Halbert, you know, which is who's an absolute legend copywriter out there, not alive at the moment <laughs> or any anymore. Um, but yeah, so he shared some you know some findings of his training with Gary Halbert. And what was the first one, Al? You love my first point there, don't you? I do, mate. Look, you know, I'm I'm just going to frame this up, right? So one of the things for me, I hate writing content, right? Because I look at it and I think this looks terrible. And what he said was almost every piece of good content starts off with what he calls a vomit draft or (laughs) or a brain dump right, which is just get everything out of your head and get it onto paper, and it's going to look terrible, but that's okay, right? And, you know, it needs editing. And he was saying that what he learned when he was writing great copy is that the original draft, the vomit draft, goes through 
multiple, multiple layers of editing before the finished product. Hmm. Yet we often compare ourselves and our first draft to the finished pro- product of somebody who's really great. You know, so we had to stop comparing, you know, and just get good at getting the ideas out of your head and onto paper. Yeah, absolutely. I thought that was a real relief for me. Yeah, and he uses templates. Like, you know, he's got a formula. Um, I guess like... Um, Web designers that I know? <laughs> no, I was thinking of uh, the, the speaker from my, uh, last week's episode. Uh, who was it again? Sorry. It was... Clint Patterson, the storyteller. Sorry, Clint, <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I would have helped you out on that, but I had no idea where you were going. But, you yeah, know, Clint Patterson, there's a storytelling formula. You know, there's a copywriting formula, a format. It's not set in stone, but yeah. it gives you the basic structure of all the things you need. Yeah, and he's a really renowned, good copywriter, and he still used templates. So, yeah, I, I just loved hearing that. And, you know, he's, he is saying that the magic happens in the editing. So, like you said, the, the draft is always a vomit draft, and then you just got to keep working it, keep polishing it until it's fantastic. Yeah, and he had a few tips. You know, if it sounds, if when the editing, if it sounds too salesy, you know, kill the adverbs. You know, he said the do a D that. You know, if the word that is in there, see how many times you can remove it. So less is more and editing is where it all happens, mm. right? So I think that's super, super great tip is don't try and create the perfect piece of content Straight or on. written copy in the first draft. It doesn't mm. matter what you're writing. So Excellent. All right. Andrew Locke. Oh, my God. Wasn't he a character? <laughs> I swear, I was laughing for the first 10 minutes. Like, everything that came out of his mouth was hilarious, plus the way he dressed. He tried to ozify himself, didn't he? He did. He, he went um, to one of those bad tourist shops and bought every, <laughs> every bad Aussie piece of jewellery, hats, T-shirts. Uh, he had, like, um, a... a Bat, like what have he had a um, boomerang sticking out of his pocket. He had an Aussie flag sticking out of another pocket. He had one of those um, really daggy hats with corks hanging all over it. <laughs> and despite how stupid he looked, his content was awesome. What he did, what he, <laughs> what he was talking about was great. Look, he was specifically talking about paid for paid online forums and paid communities. Right now. Uh, that a lot of the listeners may think, well, I don't have a paid forum or anything like that. But what his message was, was that it's more about retention, right, than anything else. You Once you've got people in your little uh, circle of, of, of trust, you want to keep them there, you know. And that's just as relevant for designers and business owners as, as uh, any of the other tips that people have given, you know. People often come into your business for one reason, and they stay for another. So they might come in because of a particular product you offer or a service you offer, but they'll stay because of the level of service that they get or the relationships that they build within that business. Would you uh, agree? Oh, absolutely. But even if you don't have a you know retention style business, um, you I mean sorry a you know a paid um, recurring business, what you might be able to do anyway is keep that client you know by offering you know more value for instance like it's easier to retain a customer in general than to go out and get a new one so just try and nurture that client and uh you know and keep adding value to them definitely so you know he says yeah convey a clear mission that you've got and you can do that in your business and then stick to that and provide layer upon layer upon layer upon layer of value and reasons why they stay with you i mean he makes a great point you know give unexpected gifts 
People love a surprise, you know. And you don't, you know, it could be just an extra. We've spoken about this on a previous episode. It could be just a little bit extra that you give them in your design if you're a designer, right? If you're a business owner, just, you know, a thank you card at the end of, of the job. Those little things go a long, long way. So... And that's it. That's it. And yeah, and then at the end, James Franco wrapped it up with um, having a competition where, you know, encourage everybody, which was a really clever idea, to hashtag SFB Live, which was, you know, for his event. And, um, you know, ask people to do like a, a photo or something related to the event. And then he had Jen Sheen come up and, uh, oh no, he had somebody else come up. Beg your pardon. Uh, Alana. Alana, sorry. Yes, yes, of course. Alana, who's also been on this show and she's amazing. Um, and judge the event and give it to the, you know, what she thought was the, the best uh, applicant. And uh, yeah, and he gave away a bottle of Grange. So, you know, it was really clever marketing and uh, yeah, an amazing event. And look, you know, there's a lesson, right? So he created a social media buzz by running a competition. Yeah. Right? And I've seen other peop- other businesses do this. Sometimes well, sometimes not. But any business can do this. You know, run a, a five-day or a seven-day incentive for them to post about you on social media and get some traction. Exactly. Killer tips, man. Yeah, let's get into it. So, well, what do you start? What's your killer tips? Yeah, well, look, I mean, apart from the fact that, you know, it's, it is awesome mixing with the speakers and the audience, which is probably one of the most undervalued things. Uh, a lot of people that go to events uh, all around the world, they don't even see the speakers so much as they're there just to mingle and to build relationships in the, in the audience, which I think is awesome. But yeah, for me, it can be really overwhelming attending an event like this, especially when there's so many speakers, like at this event, there was 16. Um, and so you come out with all these notes and all these ideas, etc. But to me, what you want to try and do is just break it down to maybe one to three things that will make the biggest impact to help to grow your business in the shortest amount of time. And like I said, for me, it was that red velvet rope policy, changing the add to cart button uh, to apply now on my site. What about you, Al? What are your tips? I think that going to events, as much as there's always great content up on stage, for me, it's about interacting with all the people at the Mm -hmm. event. Now, this particular event, like you said on the last episode, none of the speakers are paid. They're all invited. They have to pay their own way to come to Australia, right? And they're not allowed to pitch or sell, right? And the interesting thing is that these people who come, They come, they do their bit on stage, but they value this event so highly, they're actually sitting in the audience with the rest of us. They're not out in in the green room, right? And they're out mingling. You know, to to me, that is the most powerful thing, is to be in there and meeting people and chatting to people and being connected with people that are at all ranges of their, their business because the people that maybe aren't at the same point where I am, I'm more than happy to throw it out there and say, look, how about this? This is how I got past that problem. And the people that are at a higher level than me in my business are reaching down and pulling me up. It's a great community. It is. It feels so good to to be able to share as well. I found that this time around that I I was sharing a lot more. Yeah, absolutely. And you're famous because you're on stage. <laughs> I was getting walked all over because I was just just out. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Look, I will say my my biggest takeaway from the event uh, was probably around community building that that Andrew Locke 
talked about, which is very relevant to Creative Profit Academy that mm. I'm that I'm building, and a few things that James said in around that too, which is about having a waiting list. You know, just, don't just open the doors, yeah. but put a little bit of scarcity there and bring people in in groups, um, and make sure you give them the highest value and onboard them well. Yeah. Um, and also too that you know that whole concept of fifty plus fifty plus fifty is one hundred and fifty percent. Cool. You know, which is greater than the sum of myself. And I guess, again, that relates around Creative Profit Academy because I'm, I've, I've done well to make my business greater than the sum of myself, still not as good as I could, and I really want to help other designers and photographers be able to do the same. So I, I paid a lot of attention to that. Yeah, that's fantastic, man. All right, well, we might wrap it up there, yeah? Yeah, look, any questions or comments, we're going to try and make some in-depth show notes with links as many links as possible to all the speakers if you want to find out more if we haven't got information on there please reach out to us via the comments on the website therealmagic.com and greg and i will uh, reply you got it and hopefully you enjoyed that uh, content that we've just delivered by uh, summarizing the event and so if you've learned anything from that or implemented anything please leave a comment in our uh, website and give us a uh, five-star review on itunes if you're feeling generous <laughs> that's awesome greg thanks for being here listener thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next episode thanks bye thanks for listening to the real magic podcast hear more at therealmagic.com